The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul. I've, well after Friday I've got nothing. I did buy a puppy this weekend though. It's 50 episodes since that day in Dumfries. Could it be as bad today? Could it? Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Weekend Ruined. Stay at home, Scrandis Liga, International Week, Betfred Cup, Who Am I, Podcast Shop, The Loan Report, Players In, Players Out, The Academy, The Women's Team, The Rumour Mill, and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 67 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Wilson, and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the Dode Fox Podcast. Like we just said in the old welcome there, it's 50 episodes since that day in Dumfries. I never thought you would be in the mood to celebrate a half century. Was it as bad on Friday? It was every bit as bad performance-wise, yeah. It really was. It really was. Uh, at the end of that game, or during the game actually, I was kind of bored, you know, and I, I've sat through some keek over the years, but I was kind of bored watching it. I just didn't see what we were trying to do. I didn't see us doing anything and by the end of it with the sucker punch right at the death I was just absolutely scunnered at the end I really was mm. obviously the, the big talking point before the game no Benji in the in the lineup. Uh he was he was at the game I saw him with my own eyes um, okay limping arm in a sling he looked he, he, again he looked alright but then you know, you can hide an injury pretty well. I mean, Liam Smith looks okay walking, but if he's got, he's obviously got an injury, you know. Um, he was definitely there, so it's obviously no COVID related in that, which is good. Uh, but uh, whether it's a, a knee injury, a hip injury, a wrist injury, they're all three types of injury that I've heard it was. Again, it comes down and we'll repeat it again in the rumour mill is what group chat are you in? Who are you following on social media? What Facebook group are you in? For all these these kind of things. But that was the um that was obviously the big news, giving your number ones no playing. Uh we lose two one to Livingston and first things first, it wasn't the goalie's fault. So it wasn't Dennis's fault, so we can uh, move that. It would have been a lot more if Dennis wasn't there, I think. Um But I mean how how do you how do you sum it up? Do you can, are you breaking it down in two halves for a while, or you know are you going to redo it the was, text you sent at half time and what you'd been up to during the first half with your rusty teaspoon? I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember what I, I was doing first half, trying to fend off sleep. But it was uh, it was really really poor uh, at half time. Yeah, I, w- I was I was happy enough because we were one nothing up, but performance wise. No, we were miles off it, absolutely miles off it. We, as you say, Dennis kept us in the game, and going into the game, like a lot of the, a lot of the talk in the build-up was, you know, it's going to be in these scrappy games because Livingston are quite direct and they're a long ball team. I thought they played some nice football. We couldn't get out of our own half pretty much all bloody night. And I think when you come to the end of the game, we had one shot, and that was for the free kick where we scored. And if you're being like uber critical we, we shouldn't even have had that free kick because Sporla fouled their man about two seconds before he got wiped out so it was it was dire it really was it was a dire performance uh, and regardless of the fact that they scored so late 
I can't I can't sit here and say they didn't deserve the three points. They were a far better team than us, which as a United fan is quite worrying because that's Livingston are one of the teams that we will we're gonna to have to fight it out with to it looks like maintain our place in the league. Uh, rather than push on for wherever. And I know that the objective listening to the player interviews is top six this season. And that's probably got to be your objective. But from what we've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, just staying in the league would be a bonus. Because we've not played very well at all. No, really I mean, the stats themselves were, um, were really surprising. I mean, say watching watching the game in, in the ground it is obviously a little bit different because you are slightly caught and you maybe don't I certainly don't maybe appreciate the amount of chances even we we have in games or they've had in games until you really you know dig down I could easily say that right, Livingston were the better team and they deserved it you know they were attacking for the off I think one thing it certainly did is it's it's gone with the Livingston or hammer throwers anymore they're a passing team uh, they're direct, but I don't think they're direct in a long ball sense, but they know where to go. I mean, Forrest cutting on his right all night. It was there all night and what was going to happen. But looking at the stats, 15 attempts to one. They had six shots on target to one. Six shots off target, three blocked shots. Three kicks were meaty. It was 16 v4. It was a good game for that. I enjoyed it. But they had 11 corners, star three. I've never thought, though, uh, that we're going to concede for a corner uh, you know I've never thought that you know in any time when we've given it up they've had six offsides which means they're going for it or done a Ken the rules or one of the two I thought there was a slight doubt on the winner being offside but I'm kind of like you we're a stolen a point it felt that we were a stolen a point so I again I still don't know if he was he was off uh, their keepers know how to save to make you know Dennis is our four or five big saves you know, it was such a frustrating game and it was one of those games as well that even because I said it was on Sky weeks ago, sorry, you're glad it's it wasn't, well, it? wasn't it? because the bar would have been sore in the first half because it did, you know, there was a bit of hoofball going on. But even at half time, wow, we were, we were, we were lucky to be ahead, let's be honest. We took our goal really well, but again, like you said, Great free kick. Great foul face. Great, great, great free kick, but it wasn't a, it shouldn't have, well, it was a free kick, yeah, but the referee missed one just before we got, we got given that. Yeah. Uh, but there was, aside from Dennis, I wouldn't say there was any positives. Uh, obviously, there was a change made with Reynolds dropping out the team. Uh, and I'd, again, I don't know why, maybe he's carrying a knock or maybe it was like a punishment for the Hamilton Equaliser last week. I don't know. I don't know. Who know, who knows why he was there? I mean, he's he's maybe made a couple of mistakes the last few weeks. But the one thing with our defence is they all seem to have a mistake in them at present, and that's maybe being a wee bit harsh on the the wing backs like a Jamie Robson and Bolton. But certainly the central defenders. Uh, I would say that you could probably point the finger of blame directly at a couple of them at a few goals this season. And again, uh, I mean, the, the first goal for Livingston on Friday was just, it was so sloppy. Once again, as soon as it went in, you know, I'm, I'm spitting teeth thinking, here we go again. We have shot ourselves in the foot with another garbage goal to concede. But then, no, no, we saved the best to last. We'll wait until, and I mean, 
<laughs> looking at social media, and I, I try to stay away from it as, as much as I could, just because I know that it's going to be fairly negative, and I'm not really kind of my head's up my arse anyway after such a performance and a defeat at home to Livingston. Uh, but I, I've seen that a few people have been given the blame. You know, Edwards was fresh air that then the balls went to Connolly and and Connolly's defence. He sh- he sh- before I say this, he should have dealt with it. He should have dealt with that a lot better. But when it comes to him, it sits up and it almost hits him in the bloody throat. So he can't really header it away and he can't kick it away straight away. So he does have to try and take a touch. But then that goes wrong. And then the tracking back for uh, Butcher and Bolton was... Um, it wasn't a quite non-existent, but they were jogging back into place whereas Livy were bombing forward. And, you know, they obviously opened us up and, and rolled the band on empty net. Albeit similar to you, I thought he was offside. But... Uh, I think overall they probably deserved, fully deserved, their three points. It was Livingston's fourth win on grass since they've been promoted. Yeah, that's uh, that's just the sort of stats <laughs> that you get used to uh, when, you, when you're a United fan, you know. Uh, I mean, that is what it is. There's, it's, it's grim, you know, it's grim. I think they've beat us the last couple of times that we've played them at Saturdays as well now. But... Uh, it was it was just really deflating, you know. It was really deflating because a few weeks ago we looked at the fixtures and we thought, right, okay, if we can get seven points from St. Martin, Hamilton, and, and Livingston, with two of them being at home, uh, that's got to be the target at bare minimum. So to come away with only four, it's and then we've got Aberdeen up next in the league. Now I know we've got a couple games before that, but let's be honest, it's all about trying to survive and make sure we can maintain we're placing the top flight this season by the looks of it uh, so it's it's very deflating uh, everything could change everything could change in a heartbeat I suppose because we are almost at the end of the transfer window and we'll discuss that in a wee bit uh, so who knows who knows if the team will be bringing in quite a few letting a few go uh, but we need we need something and I think we need improvements I know a lot of guys, they get a lot of abuse online saying that they're no good enough, they were championship players at best. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't always go along with that train of thought. But when you see a performance like second half at Hamilton and basically the whole game against Livingston, it is very hard to make a case that a lot of these boys are not just championship players. You know, the proof is in the pudding. We were so, we were miles off it yesterday. Now, you tell me where you think Livingston will finish in the league because they'll not be top four. They might scrape top six. Mm. That would be a massive achievement for them. Yeah, We made them look like Barcelona for 2010 at times. We just couldn't get over in half. Yeah, well, I mean, that win for Livingston puts them on the same sort of points as us, the same, you know, three three wins, two draws and, you know, five defeats. You know, five, I mean, I know we've played Rangers, Celtic and Hibs already and, Aberdeen still to come like you mentioned but it's it's just been a real frustrating one of like I'm saying just not really you know not even testing a goalie not even an Ian Hart shot for 25 yards that we've been accustomed to hitting a, hitting a corner flag but just know the attempts and that that's that's a massive frustration I get People are saying Luke Bolton's wasted a right back. I get that, but if he's obviously playing there through necessity. He's played right back before, played it for Luton in the English Championship last year. 
and it it's kind of maybe more natural than playing a Nielsen out there or whatever. But you certainly do miss the attacking approach. Logan Chalmers' last few games has been great. Didn't didn't happen for him on Friday. Didn't happen for Friday. Didn't happen for Adrian Spurla on Friday. You know, but then didn't really happen for Butcher or Harks. Butcher in the 50-50s and the challenges was the type of Butcher you wanted. But there wasn't the control of a game or, you know, the interceptions that we needed. Put a 50-50, my money's on him to win it, right? That's just the way it is. So midfield four, you were, were really struggling there. You know, I, and I think, I don't I don't think we lost many balls in the air to our centre-halves. It was when the ball come on the deck, when it done that bounce, Edwards misses it and then and then it, it happened. But we've we've seen this before. You know, we've, we've seen it this season too many times. You know, what is the solution? People are saying, you know, should it be uh, Butcher and Reynolds? Should it be Butcher and Nielsen? Should it be Nielsen and someone else? I'm all for giving Nielsen a, a go again because I think earlier in the season he showed he's got worth, but he's very young. You know, it's fine in the yes. part. And this is maybe why against Breakin on Wednesday, it, might ha- it maybe should change slightly. The guys on the bench should be mixed around because... It's no good enough from the 11 on the park. People can have an off day, but when you have three, four or five boys no performing and then Nicky Clark and Lauren Shanklin are running their bollocks off but can't really get any service whatsoever, you know, you're effectively no. six players doing. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was nothing. There was nothing for the guys to work with. Nicky Clark done his... His usual uh, hard craft won quite a few bars in the air that he probably got any right to win because he's not the tallest. Shanklin run about as well, but like there's there's nothing, you know. We, we never created a single chance that I can remember. There was there was one maybe in the first half where Harks picked the ball up and he was running through, and it didn't seem that hard a bar to to put in front of Shanklin, and he's just he just played it too far. It's just. Ah, yeah, it's just so annoying. Like it's so frustrating, so disappointing mm-hmm. uh, to be sitting here on the back of that performance. Uh, and Dennis aside, I can't find any positives. I really can't. And you can touch on the subbies as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of stealing from Stuart Milne off a off a Twitter where he said, "What must Paul McMullen be thinking? Because we've started the game with two guys on the wings." and the wingers and then we've replaced them with another two guys to put them on the wings and they're not even wingers and he's a winger sitting on the bench now Paul McMullen's maybe know the answer to all our ills he's, he's maybe know the cure-all but he's not been given a chance you know and he's he will frustrate you probably more often than he delights you on a football pitch and that there will also be fans that have watched him for the last couple of years and think ah, I didn't rate him anyway you know he was a championship level player at best and that might be the case but it does not look like we're ever going to bloody find it because he's he's just not getting on he's not, he's not getting a chance and you know I, I don't know how bad we have to play for him to then be an option just now it's it's all very strange you know there was, there was nothing it's one of the games where you're watching it and uh, you're thinking, right, we need to make changes. And then whoever you're watching the, the game, well, like, it was my old man, he was like, well, who would you take off? Uh, see, apart from Dennis, you could have took anybody off. You could have took anybody off, really, because it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made the team any worse, I don't think. But uh, it was just... I'm not swearing, but I'm not happy. 
that's basically that's basically what you're getting at me there on. It's very very disappointing. It's obviously, I mean, we, we'll get we we'd get our fingers burnt regardless of what way we go about this. But obviously, this episode comes out the last day of the transfer window, right? So there's no point in really nailing it down to what you think we need because we've said it for the start that this is what we think we need. We've got one boy potentially coming in, uh, Mr. Fuchs, hopefully, one player. Now, I get that it's an our midfield player and people say we're not there. If it's an upgrade, then we, we should be there because we should always be looking to improve our team. Now, we've also got the thing that it might be a couple of weeks that he comes in. Fine. Will he be the solver of all our problems? Probably not, because it's only one player. But if it's a step in the right direction, then great. But what we do need to address is a few other positions and getting some other players in. See the way, watching the last couple of games, I generally think we're better with a three in midfield. But I know it isolates the front man. I know it totally isolates the front man, but I think we've got more control over games. We see a lot more of the ball. Think how Butcher, Harks and Pollock were playing at the start of the season. Yeah, St Johnston, we should have won the game, but it was our first game. But then when we built on that, even against Hibs, they were good. Set like good, you know? And then uh, the win, which I, I can't actually remember what we beat again. a long ago. Uh, Motherwell. Motherwell, Motherwell, yeah. Uh, and Ross County were good there as well. So that, that's just for me. You know, I'm not certainly no manager, but that for me, I think is where we looked. But I get then the isolation problem of the man up front. If you're not playing my natural 10, that can get up and support. So, I mean, there's lots of questions needing asked. But, but overall, I'm imagining you're disappointed given it is only four points out the seven that we had expected, hoped for, thought we would get. Yeah, it's 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 very disappointing. Uh, it really is. I kind of I kind of think of many positives the last few weeks, and uh, even though we are apparently going to be bringing this guy Fuchs in, and he is only one player, you know he he may have like a, a, a Fraser 5e when he was fit type influence on the team you know he may he may make other players better around him uh, you can I can only hope because just now whatever we are trying to do isn't working uh, it's not like the last two weeks we've played Celtic and Rangers we've played Hamilton and Livingston and with all due respect uh, now granted we're going to be around about them but it's, it's just been such a struggle it's been such a struggle uh, and Friday night was it was just poor it was as I say I was, I was kind of bored watching the game I could have easily put it off but you know it's my team I didn't want to put it off but they, they didn't they didn't give me anything to, to make me want to keep watching it I suppose it was just it was dire you know and I've, I've also I haven't heard anything after the game I don't know what the managers came out and said because when I'm trying to watch the video on DUTV, I'm only getting the 30-second clip. I don't know if it's if there's an issue with the website or if it's an issue with me not being able to work it. So I don't even know what uh, what Mickey Mellon's come out and said. I don't know if he's really disappointed, if he's went through the players. I've no idea. I've no idea. But it doesn't strike me as the sort of manager that, that will go through the players publicly, certainly. But uh, <laughs> you, you, you kind of... I refuse to believe somebody could have watched that game on Friday night and, and taken many positives away from it. Uh, it just, 
as I said at the start, I was scunnered by the whole thing. Uh, quite deflated just now as well. And this is this is a couple of days after it. Hoping for some transfers in. Uh, no doubt there'll be a couple going out. But you know, that might not even happen. That might not even happen. We might only bring in the boy Fuchs if he ever gets here and if he passes a miracle. Because according to his other team, everyone was agreed about three or four days ago and we're, we're still waiting on some, uh, some confirmation at this side. There's no point in kind of obviously looking uh, at what else we need more of. Like you say, with a transfer window, we'll pick that up next week and look at what has happened with the with the activity. Yeah. You mentioned Aberdeen is obviously up next on uh, League Duty. We're home Aberdeen the 17th, away to St Johnston on the 24th, home to Ross County on the 31st. Out of those nine points, the question I always ask, what, do you, what would you like? What do you expect? What do you think we'll get? That's 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 a hard one to answer. Uh, what do you expect? Did you say the Aberdeen games away? Uh, home, we're at home at Aberdeen. Two home games and an away game. Maybe five. Maybe expect five points, but who knows? I mean, that's that's hoping that we don't lose any of their games. Uh, but it just depends. It depends what sort of United shows up. If it's the one that showed up on Friday, we'll get zero points. It's that simple. And we said it last week, every point that we get in this league is going to be a hard-fought battle to gain that point. Uh, regardless of me trying to say no disrespect to Hamilton Livingston, usually when you say no disrespect, you mean loads of disrespect. Uh, but regardless of that, every, every point is going to be tough to come by. But if you put in performances like that where you have one shot on goal for a free kick that's 25 yards out, you can't expect to win games. And you, you the, the pressure on the defence as well when you're not creating any chances. Obviously, months, you know, it goes up and up and up because they know one mistake and it could cost the whole team uh, the game. So something something needs fixed. Whether or not it's just a case that we're going through a bad spell because you can go through good spells, you get purple patches as well. But uh, the, the last couple of games, certainly the last game and a half it's not been anywhere near where it needs to be mm. uh, obviously with Friday Night Football we were used to it in the Championship more often than not uh, the result usually makes or breaks your weekend uh, mm. it obviously broke your Saturday do you want to tell us what you got mm. into? Uh, I had the wee man uh, on Saturday so just went down to Carnoustie to watch uh, a girls team and then oh, we went. Are we bird heads or are we? Is he, are we bird on the go? Is that what's happening? I, I, I couldn't couldn't possibly comment on that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we went to KFC, and then I went to see Cats and Dogs three at the cinema because been... that's how you get over a really disappointing performance at the Tannadice on a Friday night. I'd, uh... And I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood until we started speaking about it again. And uh, what would you have done if we'd won the game? Went to Kernusty, went to KFC. Strippers. <laughs> Strippers. They're not open. You can't go social distance. There's no work here. <laughs> I'd have opened them for me. You know right. <laughs> so yes, that's that's what you go up to. Um, what what was quite interesting during the game, and again, thank you very much. Is the amount of messages we received with pictures of people scandalous Liga from uh, from what you're watching at home. So I've got them in front. I doubt Paul does. So I'll just scan through some of these. Um, Show her day. Well, she actually. I'm going back 
back to front here. Share a post-match comfort eating an Empire biscuit. Now, there was a bit of a debate opened up about this the other week. Yeah. I'm not even getting involved again. Um, ben said, I was going to send my food for Scrandislia, but I forgot and I ate it. Had a chippy and it was good. Take my word for it. No, um, Sandy can't watch the game tonight, but at Studio Mills had this delivered today for some serious Scrandislia action. It just looks like an affy nice cake that somebody's made. And if that got devoured, that, good on you. Is that Sandy Bachelor? Yes. I saw that tweet. That looks amazing. Um, and if you that yourself, greedy bastard. Uh, Tana Deach uh, said, love a tart or three. So that's three That's three strawberry tarts and no just three. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Scrandis Liga, uh, chicken curry, uh, the Oriental Cafe, Lady Bank and Fife. Four out of ten. Could have been anything, but I was I was starving. Delivered tepid, and I'm a mile along the road in King's Kettle. That was for starve. Uh, when you're starving and you're dishing out four out of tens, it really must have been right. <laughs> it must have been bad, eh? Uh, Shane's halftime scrans arrived. Uh, it looks like about a sweet and sour chicken he's got on there. There's loads going on at that table. Uh, Martin, this week's Grandest League, best nachos ever. Surely the winner this week. Yeah, they look pretty good. He's got a oh, he's got an awfully nice bottle of Furstenberg. I've never had that in my life. I don't really like nice. German lagers that much. I'm a bit of a pop when it comes to that. So, uh, Paul, following the game at work, and the chef just brought these 3.25 kilograms of, and I will quote him, vanilla chocolate flavored square thingies. Classed. I love square thingies that are vanilla chocolate flavoured. <laughs> they look, bro. If you want to send some, <laughs> uh, Michael Kidd thinks the Scrandis League effort is better than the first half bar the free kick. Uh, I've no idea what he's got, but he's nearly finished a bottle of red to himself. Uh, there's yep. biscuits, there's cheese. He is absolutely winning at that one. Uh, Shona's back with her during the match. Uh, yeah, during the match, Scrandis Pop it. Remember them? I do remember them. Well, you're, you're old enough to remember them. I know, but it's not the same as that. Shut your purse. Uh, steak pie for halftime and a mince pie for uh, for daughter. Uh, Jen, my during game Scrandis Liga, is having steak pies for Clarkies. And she is on the... Oh, get this, by the way. Ginger ale and orange oak gin. Ooh. Jen's off a fancy. <laughs> as long as she was wearing a Dode Fox podcast hoodie, you'll be all right. Uh, uh, Adi Arab, tonight's Grandesliga. Uh, <laughs> trying to compete with Leah Smith, Milky Way cheesecake. Does that look tasty, though? Did look awfully tasty. Michael <laughs> Gold, now that gents is a scran worthy of any United game. He's clearly on a dominoes of some sort there. Uh, Neil McGaughy, he's on, oh, he's got a Bombay mix. Like I might be. Salted kettle chips. The peppermint bubble arrow things, they're amazing. Looks a bit of spice rum and Pepsi Max. Um, rum and apple juice is banging, by the way. You should try that out. That's well good. I think that's a Eunice drink. I'm sure he drinks that. Uh, Ross well, let's on the homemade... not try that then. <laughs> let's not try that. It sends boys loopy. Uh, Ross is on the homemade chilli nachos and pints of Corona. It's a really nice Corona glass he's got. It's not quite a Dode Fox podcast pint glass, but I'll lay off. Uh, Scott Mitchell had Scranfi Scott Brothers and liquid refreshments courtesy of the uh, Foundational Lager, which I've never had. No, I don't. Uh, foundation Lager yet. No, I need to get myself some of that. Uh, Greg Hill, homemade stir fry, pre match Scranfish Liga. Uh, Noel, <laughs> Noel was on a. I thought it was a bottle of red. I think it might just be flat uh, coke. 
Probably on Vimto or something. And uh, Angela's on tonight's Grandest League Dode Fox podcast pre match burgers, even with the cheap cheese. It looks like cheap cheese. If it's no, I apologise, but fire in, that looks good. Uh, Robbie's on the Boston Tea Party and a McFlurry. I mean, that's that's combos are plenty. Uh, Richard looks like he's on custard tarts, flame grilled Doritos, and then he's mixing up with a strongbow cloudy apple cider and a Naranji boom. Never had an Naranji boom. Is- the good? You've never had an orange bun? No. A lovely, lovely lager. No, never had it. Never had it. But thank you very much to everyone who did. I get in touch. What did you have? Well, before we get to what I had, uh, the, the founder, the founder of the Scrandis League, Mr. Andy McAdam, uh-huh. uh, who been on this, this shite podcast many, many moons ago, he kept it simple. He had pear chips and beans. Oh, when I think he wins. I think he wins. Uh, but as for what I had, well, I was I was so disorganised because I was working Friday and I had to pick the bear up. It was just, there was too much going on. So I ended up at Lidl's with their deluxe mascarpone and sausage, picante salami and red drop pepper sourdough pizza. Who are you? Right. Didn't like it. Um, and there was another end. I picked up another end just in case and that was a spicy Italian and I can't even say the next word, salami sourdough pizza. And that about blew my head off. So, Lidl's, no fun. Um, the spinach and ricotta is really good, but uh, do you want to know what I had? Oh, here, I can what you had. Have you done what you had? He didn't, so, uh, um, so, I had sushi followed by a toffee crisp. I wouldn't let you in the ground with sushi. How not? I'm just saying, with the boy that aims that temperature gun at your head, I would have put a bullet in it if I had a senior sushi in your bag. That's <laughs> bang out of order, bringing sushi to Tanadice. Uh, sushi and Jim a McLean toffee crisp. Jim McLean wouldn't have let that happen back in the day. Sushi and a toffee crisp. Winner. Absolute winner. Unacceptable. There we go. That's good. You've changed. <laughs> you, you you are correct. Um, right, can we, can we put the Livingston game to bed right now and move on? Please do. And let's never speak of it again. Right, so we change it up this week. We're in Betfred Cup action. Uh, we play Peterhead, of course, on Saturday. But before that, we don't get our annual trip to Brecon uh, because of COVID lurking around. But a man that can tell us how we can see the game in a wee bit more is Andrew Moody. Andrew, how are you? Very well, Rory. Thanks for coming us on. No problem at all. Right. Before we get to the game and how people can watch it, and all that kind of stuff, go and tell her what Brecon City's TV is called. Like it's, it's Hedge TV. Love it. So, yes! So, uh, <laughs> so on, uh, on Wednesday's game, you'll be logging into Hedge TV Live, uh, hopefully, to, to watch the game. I absolutely love it. <laughs> right, uh, just before, I had to get that in, because I think it's amazing. I, t- I tell Paul this, and I'm not sure if he believed us when I told him, but... Brilliant. Um, just before we get to it, you're a kind of long-term and, and current United season ticket holder, but why are you telling us about Brecon City? Yeah, that, that, that's, you're right. Um, yeah, I'm United, born and bred, grew up in Hilltown. Um, first season ticket in 1985 and still got one even for, for this season with my four kids. So there's five of us sitting in the Dode Fox uh, lower. Um, but yeah, I... You know, Brecon, I live in Aberdeenshire now, so uh, Brecon is relatively local to me. 
and I've you know, got connections there. I've Grant Johnston, who's uh, you know, an ex-United player, mm-hmm. uh, been involved with Brighton before as a player and as a, a coach under Raymond. Uh, he's he's a good friend of mine, and he's back involved with the club uh, along with another another um, guy in well, Kev Mackey um, from Mackey Motors. Again, another sponsor of Dundee United. Those are the cars for for United, um, and they asked me to help them out. Primarily around getting this HTV live, primarily around getting live streaming. I've got a bit of background in, in technology um, uh, and they just asked me, if one, to, to look at available services, to pick one that would be cost effective to the club and then install. And that's where we're at now. We had our first test event yesterday, so we were speaking on Sunday, but our first test event yesterday in a pre-season friendly um, and our first... Uh, or we'll say production ready again, we'll, we'll be united on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a tough sell this week. If people don't know, Brecon got pumped 5 0 uh, for Wraith. I'm imagining it wasn't the best conditions for a game of football. It, it was brutal. Honestly, I couldn't believe the game. So I, I can control the cameras from home. So the cameras are installed at the Glebe, and I was putting them on from 10 in the morning just to look at the state of the pitch. I, looking out my window, okay, I'm maybe. 20 miles north, but I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe the game was going to go ahead. And I was actually thinking, well, that means we're going to go into the United game out having a trial event, you know, and all. You know, start worrying about that, to be honest, um, with the, the number of subscribers that we're hoping to get for United. Um, but, yeah, the game went ahead. Um, and uh, the, uh, the, the boys took a bit of a doing. Yeah, well, it wasn't in great conditions, as you can imagine. Um, they, they've had a really... Good preseason, actually. You know, they've, they've played a lot of local teams that um, had a really good game with our growth at the start. Lost three one. Bear in mind, Beacon finished bottom of the bottom flight last year. You know, they, so, they got lucky. They got lucky. <laughs> well, that's it. There's, there's uh, you know, there's still a bit of, and, and again in the the Betfred Cup, we've been drawn against Kelty Hearts, so that's going to be a tasty, tasty fixture as well. And we've, we've got them at the Glebe, but yeah, the. You're right, they, they finished bottom by rights. If there had been playoffs, obviously there was no playoffs in any league, but if there had been playoffs, uh, the Highland League and Lowland League champions would have played off to then play Brecon in the, the Pyramid game. But they got away one, and they're hoping to do much better this season. So our growth, it was 3-1. They then played Montrose, who are a league above, uh, drew 1-1 at Lynx Park. And then we played 4-4 on Tuesday, again a league above, and we beat them 3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yesterday... Yesterday was was it doing great for clinical, um, but I had a very quick word with the gaffer again, an ex United man, Mark Wilson, as he was uh, leaving the ground yesterday, and he just said, "That's just we're not going to dwell on that." It was a terrible game, terrible performance, terrible conditions, but it's been pretty good so far. So let's write that one off and move on to the real stuff mm. on Wednesday. The thing is, as well, I mean, we've we've said it before that Brecon's one of those sort of pre-season games you always went to, you'd always look forward to as well. And the fact that it, it's kind of no happening's gotten. But tell us about the service then. Do, do people sign up before that? How much is going to cost? What's the coverage? What's what's happening? Yeah, yeah, happy to do that one. Yeah, so you know, I've tried to make it as simple as possible. You know, as a DUTV subscriber and this VST pass, you know, I've, be fair to say I've had a few issues with it and lemon hell the, the, the username and password. You know, trying to log in every weekend to that is, is absolute head wrecking stuff. So try to make it as simple as possible. So to log in and to register first, obviously, it's breakingcity.com slash hedge TV live. And that'll get you to the live stream. 
and you can register. You can register now. Uh, the United game. I'm hoping. When do you guys go out at six o'clock Monday morning? About eh? that, so, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that by lunchtime Monday, the United game will be ready to purchase. Uh, but you can register before that, uh, and then you can purchase the game now. Like all cup games, it's a split revenue, so we had to agree prices with both sides. So the prices have uh, been kept consistent with United's pricing. Uh, so it's twelve pound fifty for the game, um, and you know, the, the, as I said, the revenue split. Brecon City will take their kind of administrative charges off. You know, we still have to have security at the ground. Still got stewards and all, all these things that go on. So I think it's about fifteen percent they take off. And then the rest is split 50-50 between the clubs. Yeah, and hopefully it's, it's, it's fans, you know what I mean? It, it's obviously not been a... It's not been great weekend for both sets of fans, but hopefully it does get a, a, a kind of upturn. But we're looking forward to that. And because Hedge TV is just a winner for me. Uh, <laughs> before we let you go though, Andrew, let's let's talk you right, Ed. Um, first hero? Um, Davy Neri probably is is the one that, that springs to mind and it's an obvious answer but to, to be a wee bit different when I was you know, getting into early teenage years Duncan Ferguson was, was the boy that I loved you know big man up top um, so pr- probably top three would be Neri, McKinley and Ferguson mm. Yeah have you got a, a standout game apart from maybe an obvious one apart from a cup win or anything is there a game that stands out to you? Okay, what, one that popped up as a reminder recently, and it's no the, the game is such. Uh, but I was lucky enough to be in Athens for the, the away game ten, just past mm-hmm. ten years ago, AEK Athens, and that was the most mental experience I've ever had at, at any football game, from the trip to you know the, the hearing rumours of the game getting postponed and United giving the win to other rumours of. Well, Goody, I think it was Goody, he was, was suspended after smacking Houston in the face and, you know, all those rumours <laughs> that, that were going about while we were in Athens and what well-kent fans swimming in fountains and, uh, oh, it was, just, it was just absolutely amazing. So that that is one of the, as I say, I think I'm sure that's just over 10 years ago. Mm. I see yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And, uh, so that, that's the one that, um, you know, it's an event, definitely. I've, I've been lucky enough to watch United at a lot of places and, when I was younger, I used to go home and away with Scotland as well. So, uh, but that that trip was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of them. We've we've spoken about it a few times, but even with some of the players, I mean, it was that such a random trip for oh. everyone. Are we honestly? If, 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 you know, if this, from the first, I went with a couple of mates, and one of my mates' dads. And I know Ramsey listens to this on his walk to work on a Monday morning, and it just the trip for the start. Ramsey's old boy got his passport dipped in Athens Airport. We had just arrived and he got pickpocketed and uh, can't remind if it was his wallet as well, but it was definitely his passport. So we even got out of the airport. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are we going to do here? And, but just took it in my stride, went, went to the pub. Next day, they went to the uh, embassy. That solves everything. Exactly. Went to the pub. That, that was it. We'll, we'll worry about that. That's for future Mr. Ramsey. Worry about it. We went, went to the pub uh, Got on a great, great laugh. And then the next day, Ramsey and his old boy went to the, the embassy. And I also remember, he, I can't mean how much was, say 150 quid for this emergency passport. Uh, and it was really cool. It was white leather. You know, it was like a proper passport, but it was white. And then, so we're like, well, at least you've got a keepsake. You know I mean, it's something to remember about the trip and that. And then when we're all coming back in, I can't even remember, it was Edinburgh, Glasgow. We came back in 
and he went through passport control, but he took it off him. It was oh, just a one-time use, you know, as he spent Devastated. And you're thinking, that would have been a belter to keep. <laughs> I remember that, but Apart- yeah, the, the clip itself from, in the, I can't remember what the fans, it was Panionios or somebody digging up their own stadium and then... Yeah. You know, we're getting put on buses and they're shutting seven-lane motorways for us to get bus to the ground. And, oh, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, loads of good times. But that's one, as I say, from that popped up recently in memories that, um, that I still laugh about. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I mean, apparently there was a game of football played during that time. Oh, that was but, but you ask NMD, they didn't really remember much of the... No, and then was it... Was it Danny Swanson? Some game in the last minute. I think it was Danny he had the post. He had the post. Oh, yeah, we called him up post. for that. Don't worry. We yeah. asked him. Uh, he, was, he was still sick. Still <laughs> sick about it all going on. Because that would have been in a week. Did we lose? I think we lost one man at home and then drew one all away. Yeah, we'd have went through if that had went in. And then that was in at the group stages because that was a playoff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. See what happens yeah. when you sleep with Johnny be. Russell. Doesn't that go your way? <laughs> uh, that was a crack of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Obviously, it's been a all changed since the the summer. Uh, the lot certainly, if you can take Friday out, you can include it if you like. Uh, what have you made of the season so far? Um, it's you know, see when Mickey came in and loved listening to him, the way he talked and uh, right behind him. But you know, I can't kind of go into that without thinking. It still is a forty some year old man sit still sit dreaming thinking. See if Steve McClanahan came to stop 10 in a row. That would, that would have been fantastic. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, still think, I, I still think, oh my God, I know a lot of boys were, kind of thought it was a joke appointment or whatever. I, I just thought that would be amazing. But then Mickey came in, uh, he said all the right things, um, very encouraging, giving youth a chance, which is what you know, United's all about, is it? It's all about the, the, the youth team and, and promotion from within. So, but yeah, it's been a bit... I certainly feel flat. You know, Friday was absolutely disgraceful. You know, I know you guys are talking about it in detail, but it's—I just thought it was absolutely one of the worst games I've seen. You know, certainly from Laszlo time, probably way back then. But it's—I uh, just feel like there's. You know, I'm not quite at the the tombola stage, but it seems to be changes getting made. I'm not quite following. You know, um, I know everyone has their favourites and centre half pairing. You know, there's there's four candidates, but to me, is it Connolly and, uh, and uh, your man Edwards? I don't know what they're doing to warrant a, a start. To be perfectly honest, you know, I, I don't know what Reynolds done to, to get dropped, or maybe he was injured. You know, I, I don't actually know. I haven't looked back at the game since then. But and to me, the, the best one out of the lot of them is Nielsen. He's the best centre half of the club, and um, that, that would be my pair. And I think it starts from there. And then Bolton, I thought he's been great to start with, and he's wasted. We sit right back, and I know we've had issues with Liam Smith injured, but then you send Kieran Freeman out on loan, and again, I don't, I don't get my head around that. I don't. Same with Glass, who was obviously he's not doing, he's not impressing the gaffer and training or whatever, because he's one boy that I was expecting to be starting this season based on the the cameos last year and a brilliant half season at Cove. So yeah, I have to admit I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. There's boys injured. That I'm, you know what's happened to McMullen? I don't know where he is. I know he's been on the bench. I've never seen him. I, honestly, I, I just feel like we've got the makings of a half decent team. Yes, we mm. can do with improvements. We've got we've got the you know, Scotland's number nine up front who mm. what, touched the ball two or three times on Friday. No service. 
Let's say this and bringing another central midfielder. Let's hope he's brilliant, but it's not a position that we're struggling for. If we uh, if we throw the Mickey Mellon's coat on you for Wednesday, uh, what would you be doing picking team-wise, given it's the bet Fred, but giving on the back of maybe the last few games when it's been a bit up and down, what would you be doing for a, a start in 11? Yeah, well, I, th- I think you've obviously got international players away. So, you know, you've got, is it just Chalmers and Shankland maybe? Chalmers, Shankland and Jack Newman will be away as well. Jack Newman, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you'd probably go with Dennis and the guy. Again, I don't know if you boys know what happened with Benji. I'm just assuming it was a, an injury or maybe even worse with a COVID test or something. But um, I, I don't, I've not read anything about that. So I assume you start with Dennis and the goal. Nielsen has to play. Um, you know, I... Personally, you keep it as strong as you can at the back. You know, have Nielsen. Have, but then there's there's boys out on loan now, isn't there? You know, there's is Mockery away as well. No, no, he's still. He was on, no, he was on the bench. Was he on the bench? Yeah, because yeah. I mean the, the, the conversation you've got now, and same way I would ask Paul is, you know, what what do you do? There's two games this week before we play Aberdeen. I would be surprised if at least uh, pro, at least one of the games isn't a real mixed squad given the guys that were on the bench are start. Now, if they're good enough to be on the bench, they're good enough to start, right? And this is no disrespect to Brecon, but we're dropping for playing established Premiership teams to play in Brecon. If these guys kind of perform on Wednesday, then you would really, really need to question what's going on. But, you know, if that includes McMullen, Power, Smith, if they're still here, transfer window doesn't close until as you're listening to this tonight at midnight so we don't know what if anyone else will go out but I think there's there's a lot of wrongs that need right after what we've we've seen but then is it the same again with a couple of enforced changes or is it the mix I've just you'd expect Cammy Smith you know there's another one that's there's no had again my opinion a fair crack you know it's uh I think he does have to change it. And you're right, you know, it's no disrespect to, to Brecon. You know, they are a League Two club and they were, they were bottom of League Two. And then, you know, they're, again, my opinion, and I'm not, you know, a Brecon City fan, but I've watched, I've had the pleasure of being involved. I get to go to the games and I watch the, the games in the stadium. And their best player for me has been a young boy, uh, Connor Barron, uh, centre midfielder on loan from Aberdeen. But he's been called up to Scotland. So he's away now. So, Although, you know, you wouldn't suspect it, expect it, sorry, but um, Brighton City have got international call-offs as well. So, Brilliant. Yeah, they'll be looking to, um, you know, there's a couple of young boys that used to be United there, um, Scott Ricci. Um, they signed one boy that, that Brighton, that I like the look of again, is uh, a left-back, Dave Mackay. Um, know that one. No, no, no. no well, nobody likes to look at that. Eh? Exactly, yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, I just seen the look on your face there. When I, when I, <laughs> that ain't still looking for GMS. Uh, this is a young boy released by Celtic, left back, released by Celtic, um, coming to League Two, uh, trying to make an entry sell. We've seen, you know, there's certainly Scotland captain done that not so long ago. So um, mm-hmm. he, he's a boy that, that uh, I've been impressed with. Um, I think, you know, the Britain don't have that luxury. You know, they don't have the ability to um, make 10 changes to the team. They've got their squad and you know, I was happy to hear uh, this morning that we all got through our COVID tests yesterday as well. So, And that's another thing, you know, talking about the lower leagues, that's a cost for, for break-ins. So, you know, it's um, 
And again, for, for Brigham, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, they're the only team that have been drawn against two premiership sides. So they've got a COVID testing for United and St Johnstons. So, um, are Brigham paying for that themselves then? Because there was a report that I saw that said United were paying for the the Brigham test and the Kelty Hearts test when we come up against them. They're definitely paying for Peter Heads. No, yeah, Peter that's what was no, said. They're certainly not, not paid for Brigham. Um, right. I know okay. you're some... Uh, Boys, uh, might listen to this club. I'm sure Brighton would be delighted if, nah. if they wanted. But uh, you know, I, I got my. I have to get it as well. Brighton with the glee being such a tight ground, and you've probably seen it yourself. The grounds are split into green, amber, and red zones, and because of where the camera is, it's um, in the server and everything. It's all close to the uh, dugouts and the changing rooms. So I have to be COVID tested as well because I have to. I can interact with these players. So we got our tests after the Wraith game. Uh, yes, but no, absolutely. Beacon have paid for them themselves, and it's not cheap. You know, it's not cheap because we had to pay and get the results. So we had to get the test done. We had to get a private clinic in Aberdeen to do that, and then get the results. You know, so yeah, that, that's another thing. And you know, you, you can imagine the crowd that United would have brought if, if you know that could have been an income generation. So we're hoping with the stream. You know, it's it's a bit different. What I will say actually, just on that, we don't mind, uh, Ronnie, is that. It's a wee bit different from what you get from the stream digital platform. You know, this is a... You know, I watched the United game of some Friday when, when I didn't get logged out. But uh, we're watching the United game on Friday and you know, they've got four cameras, two behind the goal. You get close-ups of the bench. You get, you know, it's just like watching a game on the telly, really. But the breaking one's not like that. HTV isn't like that. It's a fixed camera. On the head. You know, <laughs> well, sadly not. It's, well, actually, it's better than that. It's looking at the head. Yes. It's facing the head. So you'll get prime hedge action right, right, through, right through the game. But it's a fixed camera. It's got four lenses and a, and, a, and a microphone. So it uses artificial intelligence to track the ball. So I'm not operating the camera. You know, it's doing all that. Um, but one thing, you know, so it's not as, you know, in inverted commas, professional maybe is, is what you'd be used to with the stream digital stuff. But there's, I think there's, there's great features in it. You know, we've got an app for a start. You know, there's a hedge TV app. So although you need to register on that HTV Live link that I said at the start, you can actually download the app uh, from uh, Android or, or uh, iOS uh, apps. Uh, and in those apps, while you're watching the game, you can pause, you can rewind, you can create your own highlights package, you can record clips and play. Then I did. You know, so Paul will just be focusing on Ian Harks if he's playing. That's been nice you, go, well, you get a choice of two camera angles. You've got a follow cam. Yeah, <laughs> one of them's an HD cam that, that follows the ball and the other one's a panoramic view. Now, that's only available on the app, the panoramic view. But from that, you can actually just zoom, pinch and zoom on the app and, and watch one player the no whole gone. game. There you go. There you go. Right, let, give us the details again then, Andrew, how to uh, how to get registered and whatever. Yeah, so, so register and register as soon as you can, guys, because it's, uh, you know, I done a test event yesterday and, and we were running from about 10 a.m. on Friday. And I got, I don't know, as much as 75% of registrations from half two to three o'clock. You know, and then there's issues that you're obviously always dealing with, people forgetting passwords, etc. But it's uh, register when you can to breakingcity.com slash hedge TV live. Uh, once you've registered there, depending on when you register, you know, the, the, uh, the pass might be there. Uh, if not, it'll be coming later on Monday, the pass for the actual game. And that's another difference we do is the pass lasts five days. 
So your twelve pound fifty, you could go and you know if United hit breaking for seven, you could go and watch that game. If, you know Thursday, Friday as well, if, if you want, uh, watch it back. And then once you've registered, you can then download the app and you can choose whether to watch it on your laptop, your tablet, your app. You can cast it. You can have a browser on your Fire Stick. You can watch it on a games console. Um, all, all these things are available to you. Twelve pound fifty. Um, I'll put the stream live from 7.15. It's a 7.45 kickoff. I'll make sure the stream's live in plenty of time that people can can try that out. Perfect. Andrew, Thanks. thanks very much, mate. That's been a much appreciated. Uh, no split loyalists. You've got to be professional on the day, but I imagine a celebration or two if we, we'll get the <laughs> result. But cheers for that. We'll get the links up as well. And let's say that all the info's there. And hopefully, uh, regardless of what's kind of been on, United fans will still get behind it and we'll start seeing good numbers to help. It's split, but it's clubs like Breakin that, that we don't want to lose. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the, it's the teams that we don't want to lose for the league. We don't want to lose any of them. And hopefully That's, people yeah. can buy into it. Appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Andrew. Thank you. Cheers. So same question to you, Paul. We're putting the jacket on you. What are you doing with the, the team on Wednesday night, given obviously, like we've just mentioned, there might be movement in and out. But right now, if this was the squad, what what, what would you be doing in the back of what we've seen this weekend? Yeah, Andy Goldie are fun. Until I gave a an under-15 squad or whatever because <laughs> I'm still not half no I would uh, I would I would definitely give some of the the guys that haven't had a chance a game I would put Lewis Nielsen back in the team I would have Mockley on if he's still here and you know obviously we don't know what's going to happen with the transfer window and loans and whatever uh, yeah I think I, I think the defence I'd, I'd quite like to see Nielsen alongside Reynolds and the reason for that is because he's, he's young, obviously. Reynolds is the, the experienced head. Uh, he'd probably be able to keep him right, keep him in position, tell him where to go, tell him when to sit. Uh, left back, Jamie Robson, obviously. Uh, right back, well, it feels like our hands are tied there, so we're probably just going to still keep bolting there unless, unless Liam Smith's fit again. The midfield, Christ, that's... That's a difficult one. Uh, I'd be inclined to give Powers and Mochre a go because Harks and Butcher, they, they really weren't, uh, they didn't have one of their better games. And uh, some people say they've not had many good games this season, but they didn't have one of their better games on Friday there. Uh, so I think that it would, I don't think too many questions would be asked if, if that change was made. There's, your right and your left. I would I would probably keep Sporlet on because he's played quite well recently. He didn't do well on Friday, but he has he has played quite well recently. Uh, and if Paul McMullen's still here, come the the breaking game, I'd probably put him on the right. And up front, it's uh, well Shanklin's not going to be there, so I mean, what we got Louis, Louis and Nicky Clark probably. Mm. That's that's probably what I would do. But again, who knows? We might make signings. Uh, and we might lose players from from that potential starting eleven that I've just said. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I quickly give you what my thoughts were again based on what we've got at the moment. Uh, I would have same as you, Dennis and Goal, same fullbacks. Uh, and again, I would probably go Reynolds and Nielsen just to freshen up a little bit. Midfield, I go back to a three. Uh, I would go Dylan Powers. I'd go with Chris Mockray and go with Peter Pollitt. I'd have um, Louis. Because he's not played much, probably wide left, and Sporla's been back in for a couple of weeks. 
with uh, Paul McMullen at the, on right wing and then, yeah, Nicky Clark up front. But I would also like to see a bench of um, maybe maybe a wee bit of youth, maybe like a Kai Fotheringham who we've no seen but signed a new contract. Seems to be, you know, and any of those academy players that are really on the cusp possibly seen and, and involved. And obviously, you know, whoever else is, is there. But uh, is there, we will post the links up uh, that Andrew uh, gave us as well and you know uh, you know you'll be the same as me Paul you'll pay the 12.50 and watch it regardless that's certainly what I'm planning to do on Wednesday night uh, for for what it is and we will still get to see the hedge it was exciting we obviously play Peter Head on Saturday as well but again it's it's a bit too far and there's still a game for him to really preview it but you would be looking for maximum points or six points wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, anything less. Uh, and we're, we're reaching for pitchforks outside the gates. <laughs> yeah, we've got to be we've, we've got to be getting six points against uh, Brecon and Peterhead. Got to be. Definitely. Uh, it is International Week, which, because it was International Week, I kind of forgot all about the bet, Fred, obviously. But Lauren Shankland is in the senior squad. Logan Chalmers is the 21s. Jack Newman uh, called up to the under-19s. And uh, good luck, to all three of them. Of course, the the main team uh, have got three fixtures over the next couple of weeks, and I would imagine I'd be quite well, I'd be quite surprised if he didn't see any action at all over yeah. the three games. Given he is in our eyes Scotland's number nine, so good luck to them. Are we representing Scotland? Rumor mill. It's been a while. It's been a while. So. Uh, first and foremost, one of the early reports this week is that young Kerr Smith, who a lot of people might not know because he's only literally just turned 16, uh, he's been down at Aston Villa on trial or looking around yes. or speaking to them or something. On one hand, what a move it'd be for somebody that young. But at the same time, <laughs> it's that caution as fans going, what do you want to do that so young? You know, yeah. um, I've only seen him a couple of times a boy's got a future. He's got a future. Yeah, well, from what from what I've heard, uh, he's obviously he's down at Aston Villa. Or he's been to Aston Villa uh, on trial. Uh, I think Man United, Everton are also looking at him. Now these teams then look at boys uh, if they're shy. So he's obviously a good player, uh, even though he's he's obviously got a bit of a previous for plunk and half skill, so that he can play against Sheffield United. Even though his old man denied it, we again he was plunking. Uh, but on on the subject of whether or not he should go, obviously as United fans, you, you want every good player to stay. And like, he's only fifteen; he's probably going to be a good player. Uh, is he a good player right now? Again, he's only fifteen. But I, from a, the player's point of view, I don't think he's got anything to lose by by going down there. Now, I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays, and I hope he he does what we all want young players to do come through the ranks play maybe about 100 games and then go and then make their money but if you can see it from uh, from the player's point of view if he goes down there I would imagine he'll get more money in his hand per week than what we're going to be able to give him and even if he's been there for two, three, four years and it doesn't work out he could come back he's only 18 or 19 and it's the, the person that he should speak to if if he's even thinking of doing it, should be Kieran Freeman. Because that's exactly what's happened with him. He went down when he was 15. 
we had good reports about him. I can remember back then saying, oh, this, this boy coming through, he's a good prospect. He's been on trial with this team and that team down there. He eventually went to Southampton, didn't work out. Speak to Kieran Freeman, he's your man. That's, that would be my advice to, to young Kerr. So if any young player are needing career advice, come and see your careers officer, Mr McNichol. Come, come and see a, a washed up 43-year-old that's couldn't kick his own ass. He says 43, but we've never seen proof. Um, depending on what group you are, anything, you're in partner Paul McMullen's on his way. So, again, we take these for what we get sent to us on Twitter, was reading Facebook groups or finding the paper or whatever else. So, who knows? Uh, I certainly of think his pace would cause a problem, but like you say, he's not really been given a chance so far. Yeah, yeah. So, again, this 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 will all come out in the wash this week. Uh, if it is more than a rumour or if it is just a rumour and there's no truth in it, then we're going to come out a few group chats this week, I reckon, because there's been too many of these rumours that are just utter horse shit. So, but we'll see. One one that popped up yesterday is a £500,000 loan bid for Lauren Shankland from Burnley. And apparently they're also looking at Logan Chalmers. What's your thoughts when you've seen this? Uh, Gooding. As in the Dundonian a Gooding. You're taking that piss here. Uh, I don't know. It, it depends. Like I've, I've, heard, I've heard for a few of my mates as well albeit they're Dundee fans and again that's embarrassing enough that I've got Dundee fans as mates however they're saying that they're hearing say they're probable taxi driving mates or scaffes or whatever they're hearing that say uh, that United are struggling for money now if that's the case that's not a surprise every club's going to be struggling for money and I, and I mean every club in this country Celtic Rangers Apart from Hibs, obviously. Hibs are minted because they're signing Abdi. Hibs are bidding for Abdi. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm expecting a bid for me and you, sir, to start a Hibs podcast or something. But I'm not going, OK? I give you my word, wrong. I'm not going. Behave yourself. I wouldn't work for him. Exactly. They could keep their sunshine on leaf. But, uh, yeah, if, if if money's that tight, then that's possibly the only way that I would see that deal being palatable to United. Shankland's worth more than half a million regardless of the fact that you might loan him back that's that doesn't doesn't seem like a good deal to me as for Chalmers I mean we, we think he's good we rate him how many good games has he had for us what we're talking three you could count on one hand oh, yeah. you could count on one hand yeah. right so uh, I, I, I don't know I don't know how much truth is in that story what I will say is once again it's not a big risk for a team in the English Premiership to take a half a million pound gamble on even if the, even if it was half a million for Logan Chalmers that's maybe a lot of money for us and we might actually snatch your hand off but for them it's not it's a drop in the ocean exactly but we'll see what happens obviously the yes basically so um, that's the rumours that we've heard so far I imagine there will be uh, more of them uh, and hopefully we'll get the confirmation of the new man that we certainly think is joining uh, and doing medicals and all that over this weekend. Uh, players leaving, nothing confirmed yet, but the window closes at midnight on the 5th of October. It returns the loan report 
Yeah, although we, we don't actually have any loan report to report yet. But I've, the, just the you that. We, I've just given you that as well. No, no. I, I'm not interested in, in covering friendly games, okay? It's too much work. But one of the things that I will say is from the United website this week, I noticed that the... Because myself and, and Ron, we, we both thought that Jake Davidson... In fact, we didn't think about him. And then you pointed out that he showed up in a game for Waterford over the water. And we were like, Christ, we must have let him go. But we've not let him go. He's obviously on loan. And just as I'm saying this, and you just touched on the boy Fuchs, United have just tweeted that he's arrived at Tannadice, okay? So this is not going to be breaking news or anything like that, because this is Monday when you're listening to this, but it's just apparently coming on to it. But as for... What are you saying, Ron? No, no, on you go. As for the website... It's got the updated ones and uh, it's got the, the players' pictures and uh, the lone players are in grey. It looks like we've bumped them off. What What is that about? I thought there was going to be an in memorandum coming up. Oh, <laughs> sign, the, sign the condolence book. Click this link. I don't care what we've grayed them out for. It's madness. Um, can, I, can I just interrupt you? It's no, it's no going to be breaking news, but this is how this podcast works that, to say that it does get done at a decent time. Uh, apparently... As of two minutes ago, as we record this, quarter past two on Sunday afternoon, Giando uh, Fuchs has signed a two-year deal for United. Nice and there will be a winger and a striker tomorrow. Oh. So, we'll see how it goes. But anyway, who's, but... but who's, who's reporting that? Uh, you know who's reported that. Your mate. Uh, okay. Back to the, your loan report that's not really a loan report because you couldn't be asked in the loan report. <laughs> that, that is absolutely spot on. Yeah, well, what we've got then, we've got Glass to Partick, uh, we've got Freeman to Peterhead, we've got Mikasin to Spartans until January, uh, Ross Graham to Cove, I think that's something that's in the pipeline, and uh, Jake Davidson to War- Waterford. It's now so, a, anyhow... Big is now official on the website. Good, good, I like that. He's my new favourite player. Uh, so yeah, once the season gets up and running, I will compile another of my piss poor loan reports. <laughs> there, there'll be two players that I struggle to find on a weekly basis, and I'll give you, I'll give you half truths as facts. For um, forgive my ignorance, there, Paul, and I wasn't really listening to you because I was just seeing that news. Did you mention Jake Davidson and the clip? I mentioned that you pointed out that you oh, had saw a clip. Right. I never mentioned right. anything about the clip. I'll try and find the clip, but given I'll probably forget. The move that in, is involved is, is I think, all ex-slash-current United players. Jake Davidson plays a long ball for Waterford. It's headed on by Ali Coote and volleyed in by Matty Smith. It's a cracker. It's an absolute cracker. Or goal. Well worth checking it. There you go. That was it. Uh, nice but one. it's now yeah it's now official that uh, Giandu Fuchs has been signed so that's uh, that's pretty cool um, he'll, he goes through the government guidelines because he's arrived for Spain he'll undergo a 14 day isolation period but he has been signed there's obviously quotes attributed to him from uh, Tony Asgard and Mickey Mellon and stuff but well you're listening to this an awful long time after that news so we'll just move on but that's uh, just to show you when we when we record this stuff uh, anything for the academy this week? I bumped into Andy Goldie that's about it did you? G-Leon? I did 
Gileon, yep, talking about his first love that I'll not mention to spare his blushes. And uh, uh, he's, he said that he's, he's just, he said that they're, they're all glad that the, the boys are back. Uh, but obviously there's loads of restrictions in place. I think they played a game against Johnston at Gussie the other week. And you're not really allowed to watch the games now. I think clubs can actually get in trouble if people show up to watch. He says, but there was loads of, I, I mean, I didn't believe it. He said there was loads of St. Johnston fans that were at the back of the car park at Gussie trying to look through the fence. So he says that there's a possibility of the black tarpaulin thing that we've got at the main gates at Tanadice. They, they might have to get some on the, the fence at Gussie. Well, there was a game on it. There was a game on at Gussie on. Friday night when I got there and people are just standing on top of their car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, come I on. Think, I think our old buddy, I think our old buddy Alan Fisher, he stands on the back of a pickup when he goes to see his young lad Guy and he plays for Montrose. And Alan Fisher, he actually, he, he messaged me, I think it was just after the game on Friday actually, he was pulling you up. How? He blamed the defeat on you. He How? says that you had summoned you had summoned the devil with your pre-match music. <laughs> I, I didn't want to explain to him that it was actually a wrestling theme. Yes, yes, yeah. Loads of uh, oh, I'm aware it is, but he'll know. He's far too cool yeah. to be listening to that sort of uh, stuff. That's class. I've got, I've got to definitely look to this week. But it's a cracking me instrumental. You just need someone when the referee's not quite you on time. You just need to you just need to be it right, and we're trying to be more professional and get done a timeline. And uh, it'll make sense when fans are back, right? That's that's what I'm saying. Anyway, you've got a wee you've got a wee connection to the women's team this week. Yes, yes. Uh, the women's team are in action as we speak. So this is twenty past two on a Sunday afternoon. They kicked off at two o'clock today in a friendly uh, up at Station Park against Forfar Farmington, who my little sister plays in goal for. So I've told her, and she'll be listening to this again on Monday, no doubt. I told her I hope she plays the best game of her life. She has save after save, maybe even tip a penalty around the post or something. But I hope she gets bit, because obviously I'm rooting for United. Mon United. Mon need Guthrie. <laughs> and you're not even lying as well. But anyway, uh, the United Futures lottery jackpot £2,000 was won on Friday, so it's back to £500 this week. And the Elite 50 50 match day draw, it was £168 first prize to ticket 103782 and £56 second prize to ticket number 103853. You can sign up and get details at unitedlottery.co.uk. And remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. It's now time for the play-along sensation that was ruined 12 weeks ago and it was an absolute shite mare last week. Ah, jeez. So, who am I? Last week, apparently, I was a bit of an arsehole for no getting Christmas after clue one or two. I mean, come on. I I, I felt that Michael Craig was a bit... bit rough on you because uh, anybody that got after clue one <laughs> you're, 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 it was Chris Ennis that was that was your the only person that would have got that after clue one uh, the man himself it's, it's very true it's very very true so are you ready now bear in mind you lead by one point you're 6-5 ahead so you know you, you will extend your lead unless you totally have a shite mare you'll stay 6-5 and where you are, but I highly expect you to get hopefully one, but we'll see. 
<laughs> are you ready? I'm, I was born ready for this run. We're studying our weekend. Let's do it. Talking of born, our player today, now bear in mind, has to have made over 50 appearances and you have to have seen them play. That is the criteria. He played, it's a he, there's a clue, 71 times for United, scoring eight goals. Is that the first clue? That's the first clue. <laughs> That's the shite clue. That's <laughs> not a shite clue. It's, yeah, you, it's you a clue. It's the same tell clue. Tell us it's a guy. And he made 71 appearances, scoring eight goals. It's two clues for one. Jesus Christ. That's nah, that's, that's a piss poor clue. Uh, right, clearly, I had 71 appearances, eight goals. No idea. No idea. I don't care if he's a defender or a midfielder. You've given us nothing there. Right. Nothing. He, again, it's a he, was born on August the 12th, 1968. August the 12th, 68. You're doing some quick maths right now. Yeah. So, late 80s, 90s. How much older are you than you, is he? That's not a clue, he's by the way. A, oh, he's a fair, fair scalp older than me, Ron. Fair scalp. Uh, but still younger than Shona, is that what you're saying? I mean, what is that? Uh, right, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a midfielder. Uh, 77 up John O'Neill? No, wasn't. He was signed on October the 2nd, 1992. 1992. Are any of these clues going to give me like a half decent clue? Like uh, he plays in this position or he plays in that position or his name rhymes with. I mean, can someone. T- to be fair, I thought you're a hundred by now, but the next clue, your two point clue, you'll easily get it. And if you don't, know, you'll definitely get on the one point. So this is for the three point. I've You've got three still points know. up for grabs right now. Right, okay. 70 odd games, eight goals. 1992. People are shouting right now. Shouting. Michael, o- Michael O'Neill? There wasn't a John O'Neill. Michael O'Neill? It's not him either. <laughs> Two point clue, here we go. A regular throughout 92-93 and 93-94 scoring the goal that took the UEFA Cup tie against Bromby at Tannadice into extra time 
He also scored the opening goal of United's 1994 Scottish Cup campaign in the third round match at Arbroath. I bet, I bet you were there as well. I bet you were at Gayfield. Three two, was it? I was there. Mm-hmm. We weren't great either, but we got there. Craig Brewster scored. Yeah, a raker. A hundred years. No, hundred and twenty years. It was for the stand. <laughs> he wasn't even on the pitch. Uh, oh man. Oh, 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 look at the shake of the head. Loads of people have got it, eh? I could just tell. If you do this live, people would be going mental. Right, I'm going to film myself here. Paddy Connolly, I'm pretty sure he scored more than eight goals. Paddy Connolly is incorrect. Mm. You ready for the final clue? Uh, the first five words will give it away. Ready? Mm-hmm. One point is what you're playing for right now. His broken leg against Motherwell. Scott Crab. Scott Crab. Ah! Fucking thought Scott Crab last time. Uh, his broken leg against Motherwell ruled him out for a year, but another injury effectively ended his career at United in September 95. A year later, he made a comeback in the reserves to have a, bit, to have a better chance of first-team football. He moved to Falkirk in 97 for a nominal fee. Scott Crabb was this week's Who Am I? And Paul gets himself one point. Disappointed me myself. Mm. Gonna hit hell, wouldn't it? It's been a bad weekend. It's been a bad weekend. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so there you go 7-5 is, uh, is what you lead on, on that one a lead's uh, a lead a lead is indeed a lead you you are second place in a two horse race here Costello <laughs> very well aware of that uh, thank you very much for your continued support of the Dode Fox podcast shop by the way uh, currently in stock we have got button badges low, uh, mugs uh, snoods water bottles um there is one podcast pints t-shirt and there is one Scandis Liga t-shirt in stock. They're in, I can't mind what size they're in, but there's there's only that. Uh, tote bags have sold out. We'll try and get them back in. Uh, if you want to have a wee look around our shop, it's dodefoxpodcast.com. And uh, once again, thank you very much for your support. Uh, a quick mention, by the way, notice this on Twitter this week, it's been kind of cool, is uh, Mock Chopped and his hashtag Recolored United series. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, do you want to tell us about it? The well, the ones that I've I've seen is Jimmy Briggs. Mm-hmm. He done that, yep. uh, and his grandson actually listens to this podcast and bought some merch. So thank you very much. Uh, and the one that I text you with, with Paul Sturrock, absolutely brilliant as well. Just superb. I think uh, I think Mark Chop was kind of making a a bit of a, a not a plea, but kind of saying to the club on social media you should maybe try and retweet this you know this is it's, it's worth retweeting people like looking at it. And they also they've obviously got a hell of a lot more followers than than Mock Chop or us or or, or anything uh, but they've just I don't think they've done it yet but uh, he's well yeah we, we love Mock Chop even though we don't have a clue who the hell it is uh, but he, once again he's he's nailing it he's, he's smashing it out of the park so get checking that out anyway on his uh, on his Twitter feed. 
or the old 40s that are now colorized. Yeah, really, really good indeed. Um, right on this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. Uh, three games to tell you about today. Uh, 1983, what a year to start. Uh, this win over Motherwell provided a welcome return to form plus leadership of Section 1 in the League Cup. And it was all sectional. Uh, section 1, not Group 1, Section 1. Eamon Bannon was the hero of the evening, being the creator of all four goals. Uh, the first came from his superb r- reverse pass, which left John Riley with a simple task of beating Walker. Second goal was a crashing 30-yarder by Richard Goff from Eamon's crossfield pass. The same combination produced the third Goff's 20-yarder going in under Walker's body. Who knew Richard Goff was so prolific? And uh, United made it four uh, when John Holt was impeded and going for another Bannon cross and Eamon slotted home the fourth. John Galligan hit well second early in the second half as we won 4-2. On to 1988, the good news was heavily outweighed by the bad after United fans had to endure 90 minutes of United pressure with only one goal to show for their efforts and first to... Uh, first to the positive aspects we won and Alan Preston was making his European debut he had an excellent game as one of the few to enhance his reputation overall however this was a lacklustre display and we were extremely heavy weather of breaking down a no more than competent Maltese defence the breakthrough came in the 60th minute strap yourself in Kevin Gallagher turned out uh, on the corner of the box fired in a cross and Raphael Mead headed into the top yes. right-hand corner of the net and finished Dundee United 1, Floriana nil in the Cup Winners' Cup first round, second leg. Uh, we finished in 1991. Our 4-0 win at Brockville was not only our biggest win of the season, but the first time we had won a Premier Division encounter by four goals. So instantly we defeated Hamilton Ake's, the jobby that won a flush, 5-0 at Douglas Park in January of 89. Goals from Duncan Ferguson and Mixu Patalainen either side of a Victor Ferreira double secured the points and thank you very much as always for the amazing resource that is the Arab Archive Super Do you have any There was also I, oh. I, I forget the name and in fact no, I, mean, I just came across it on Twitter there uh, when you were on about Richard Goff one of the listeners Stevie Hutchin he bumped into him and answered her uh, this past week mm-hmm. so Goff Goff likes uh, a chipper obviously or a chippy, whatever you call it. What do you call it? What do you call it? I call it a chipper. Ah, chipper. Ah, it's not chippy, is it? It's a chipper. No, no. Well, again, if you're getting into this, where do you stand on pickled eggs and pickled onions on your chipper? That doesn't happen in my life. Potion no. of fritters no, chaser? No. Red pudding chaser? No. Oh. I, I don't hate chasers. That's how I'm, I'm like an athlete. So anyway, uh, we're away to Brecon. Then at home, uh, Peter Head and the Betfred this week. How do you think we'll get on? You can let us know on social media. At Dode Fox Podcast, do have a great week. Remember, do wear a mask, do stay safe, wash your hands and your arsehole.